Good morning, good morning. Uh, well, I was given the task today to continue on the lesson on God's uh, sovereignty, but we're going to go over guidance, His guidance. Victor is on a tournament, and uh, last minute he was like, hey, can you call me for me? I'm like, yeah, all right. But uh, we're going to go through uh, guidance. Let me pray before we start. I think it's, want to be guided by the Holy Spirit, make sure that we are under His uh, guidance and we submit to Him. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning once more Lord, that we're able to gather together as your children, Lord, as your flock, you being our shepherd. Lord, guide us this morning throughout the whole process of glorifying you through service, ministries, Lord, from Sunday school to the end of uh, Edwin's sermon today, Lord, edify us, equip us. We want to know your son more. We want to be more like him. Make us more like him, Lord. Guide us through your word, through your spirit, because only through your spirit are things done, not through our own strength. We submit to you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, amen. amen. <clears throat> so we're going through guidance and God's guidance. And um, it starts because of his great love, God has predestined called, justified, and will glorify all believers. He also guides us. Um, and let's go through, uh, uh, through a little quick meaning of guidance. It's, it reads, guidance is God's active role in our lives, accomplishing His purposes. Now, I want us to go, the main passage this morning is in Psalm 119, 107. And although we're going to see that God has guided us or guided His people in different ways, our focus today, I think, will be God's Word. That's how God mainly in the New Testament and onward has guided His people. Psalm 119, verses 105, a very famous passage. I think most of us know it. It reads, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. What beautiful scripture, right? May we submit to God's scripture so that he may lead us, guide us uh, through his word. All right, so let us go and see a little bit of uh, the meaning of guidance. And we're going to take a look at three words today. And we're going to go through various passages and hopefully they will guide us and Give us more understanding and, and, and of how God guides us. Number one, the word is lead, uh, to shepherd, to bear, uh, to carry. And uh, if someone could be so pleasant to read for us Psalms 78, 52. Osborne, I love your voice, man. I just love your deep voice. I... I uh, can you also then next read Psalms 139.24? Absolutely. You know, I, if there wasn't like, a, you know, those audios, I think it should be one of those guys. I read the Bible and, yeah, I, you know. 139.24, and then I have someone else read uh, Psalm 78.52. Um, Brother Troy, can you read that for us? Psalm 78.52. Husband, if you have yours already, oh, okay, no worries, no worries. Someone else, 
Someone else? 139.24? Tony, I see you. Uh... Amen. Lead me in the way everlasting. Now, the second word is guide. It means to show, to help understand. And for that, we have, we have a couple of passages. Psalms 23.3, very famous passage. And Psalm 73.24. Tosh, can you read for us, if you don't mind, Psalm 73.24, take that one. Mike, Psalms 23.3, if you don't mind. <laughs> ah, nicely done, man. You got two great voices, man. I tell you, I don't know, man. You know, you're almost there. You know, you're almost there. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. Wow. Twenty-three, three. Yes, please. Hmm. Powerful. The third word is direct, to establish or prepare, to make straight. For that also we have two passages, Proverbs, Proverbs 16.9, Lynn if you would be so kind, Proverbs 16.9, and then the second passage is 2 Thessalonians 3.5. Okay, Second Thessalonians, uh, Osborne, yeah, I think I uh, gave you that. Yes, please. 3-5. Three, 3-5. Five. Three, five. Three, five. Hmm. Amen. So those are pretty much the words we see in Scripture of how God guides His people. So pretty much that's a definition of the word guidance and how He guides, how uh, God has an active role in our lives and accomplishes His purposes. I think he does that with uh, believers today also, but in different ways. You see, you know, the Old Testament, we see a direct guidance. Uh, first, spoken revelation from God. We see that in the Old Testament where prophets received audible words from, from God himself. We also saw visions. We saw dreams. And then we had prophet, apostles, uh, apostles speaking for God, so prophets. But let us stick to indirect guidance, because that's what pertains to us today. God's Word. God's Word is the main way God speaks to us today. You know, it's funny that today we hear a lot of some circles, you know, the Spirit spoke to me. I heard... I heard Christ's voice audibly, or sometimes I had a vision of Christ in front of me. Well, the Bible doesn't teach that. New uh, Testament church, we don't see any, any type of history, or any, history tells us that that's not the way God speaks to His people. So let us go and see some of the passages and see how God has guided, guides His people through God's Word. And let us go to Psalm uh, well, we already read that, so Psalm 119, 105. The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I also want us to go to, bear me for a second. Psalm 
2 Timothy 3.16, and uh, important, because that's, this is the importance of Scripture to us today. It says, all Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Word is enough today to equip the saints. God uses His Word to equip the saints. It's enough. See that we don't hear Paul saying we need the Word and prophecy. We don't need visions. We don't need God's Word audibly in our, in our heads. We don't need none of that. What does it say? God's Word is enough. And that's how God speaks to us today. I, I want to make sure that's clear. And if someone has any questions or any comments on that, yes, please. Absolutely, but what we're talking about the main way is scriptures. Then we'll go through the, uh, how the Holy Spirit actually guides us, because he, he does. But everything has to be aligned with scripture. No, absolutely, absolutely. We, we see, absolutely, and we see that there's um, God's complete word, especially the New Testament was not, you know, the, the, the oracles of God, or you see the canon was not closed then. And obviously we see that Paul, it was uh, almost an exception. He was an apostle. He needed to, in order to fulfill his apostleship, he had to be taught by Christ himself. So he had to fulfill those things. If not, he was an apostle. I'm sorry? Right. Absolutely. So the question is, so then you're stating that we, we are able to see visions today. Right, no, no, but, but, right, right. Right. Okay. No, that's fine. And, and, and I think God could do whatever he pleases, and that's definitely, he could, he could still do that. But uh, uh, I want to, I guess, go into what, how God shows us and he guides us. Uh, if it happens in India and it doesn't happen in the U.S., that's, uh, to me, it's not the norm. I guess it happens to someone in, in, in China. Praise God for that, if that happens. Not an example, not what I'm saying, but I'm... I'm right. right. But, but we're the same Christians, right? Um, I, I, I would argue that... Huh? No, but, but some people do still. Well, what, I get, what I'm trying to say is that as Christians, we all have one thing in common, right? God's Word, and that's how God guides us. Uh, whether a vision happens or not, I guess that's another conversation. But, you know, what w- versus happens today. Uh, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah I've heard. I've, I've... Good, good, yeah, good. All right, so we're going to continue with that. Uh, so God's Word. We're going to see that God's Word is the main way God, God guides us today. We may have uh, experiences. We may have the Holy Spirit uh, guide us and lead us in other ways, and we're going to see that. But God's Word is primarily. And I want to make sure that's, that's the main focus today. We may have moments that we, you know, experience sensations and stuff like that, but I want to make sure that's clear, God's Word, and we focus on that. Exactly. If, if it happens one day and I see the Lord in a vision, amen, you know, then, God, I, I, I'm not expecting it. 
I, I am not expecting it. Precisely what it is. Today we have churches that just, you know, they want to and seek those things. And I think that's where we go on a on extreme, right? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, definitely the Holy Spirit does guide us. And we're going to see that as well. Uh, now, guidance through conviction as well. God is giving, giving us conviction, and that comes from Scripture. Again, Scripture is main. Everything else, like, like Mike was saying, through Scripture and everything else comes. comes all types of guidance and, and in how God leads us. Let's go to Acts 17, 16. Acts 17, 16. 17, 16. Acts 17, 16, someone for me. This I strongly believe the Holy Spirit does. Especially when we are about to sin, we spirit provoke, provokes that in us to stay away from sin. Uh, again, but I say align with Scripture, make sure that um, what you're feeling, that sense of spirit leading you, is aligned with God's word. And, and I make, I'm making that an emphasis because, um, yes, we may have different experiences with God in our lifetime. And I've, I've heard some brothers and sisters have, man, great, crazy stories out there. You're like, whoa, you know, like that I've never experienced. You know, Nana has made it clear she's had a past, in a past that, you know, very spiritual, a lot of, I haven't. But what we all have in common is God's word and his spirit guiding us through his word. Any questions on that? Brother Troy? Or any uh, comments? Amen. Thank you for that. <clears throat> All right, so also guide, God guide us through his providence. And I want us to go through Romans, Romans 8.28. And here we're going to learn that uh, we're going to learn that believers can be confident of God's promises, regardless of their circumstances. Can someone read Romans eight twenty eight for us? Amen. Even in our circumstances, we can be confident that God is guiding us. Even if things are not going our way, he's making everything out for our good. He is behind the scenes working it out. And I think that to, for us is crucial and important. And that's why scripture is so important, because when we learned God's will, God's sovereignty, how he guides us, even when we don't know he's working at work, we're confident that he's working things for our good and for his purposes. With, this, with that said, any comments on that? Right. Right. And, and, and into the here now. And sometimes, you know, even, even, uh, even the here now, God is still working out good, you know, good in, through our trials. Sometimes we just don't see it. Right? Someone, yeah, quick, Kirk. Amen. Well said. All right, God also guides us through uh, God-given wisdom. I think uh, 
Let us read uh, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 to 11. And I want us to jot down four things wisdom will allow us to discern. So, Proverbs 2, 1 to 11. I want everybody to just find it. Someone's going to read it. And then we're going to jot down four things. Wisdom will allow us to discern. And I think this is so important for us today. Anybody read it for us? Yeah. Amen. Now, let's, let's look at verse 9. And there are four things that wisdom will allow us uh, to discern. Four things. Reading in that, that verse. Say it louder. Yeah. So wisdom, God-given wisdom, will allow us to discern righteousness, justice, equity, and every good path. Things that Christians need today, right? So we should ask for wisdom. Wasn't it you that said, or James, what, James that said, if you have no wisdom, ask for it? Very important, especially how we live our lives in, in a world that is constantly bombarded with so much deception. We need God-given wisdom to walk. Part of our disciple-making is how we live our lives. Freddie was preaching on it. Not, it's not only how we live. Obviously, we've got to preach the gospel. Right? We've got to use words. But how we live also will demonstrate the gospel. And we need wisdom, especially now, more than ever, I would say, to pray for wisdom, for God to guide us with his wisdom. Any comments on that? God's wisdom to guide us? Verse 5. What about it? And what tool do we have to know the mind of God today? The word of God. Amen. And, you know, you go to churches that the word has taken a second, third, fourth, maybe fifth place. And, um, Again, back to sensations and back to visions and stuff like that. You, you see that, that that's all they seek. And they fall into the trap of not knowing God's will for their lives, for their church. Um, I guess today I want to make sure that's important, God's word. Outside his word. We make God into our, into our own image, right? If there's not a if we don't use God's word, God could be to me. I don't know. You name it. <laughs> you name it. So God's word. You know, I I I am so I pray to God, and I am so blessed to have a church that puts God's word priority. Priority. Well, and and. and Oh, bless, you know, and, we, and let's pray that God multiplies Cornerstone into other churches, that other churches also arise and you know, are sound in doctrine, because we, you know, in darkness we want to see light. We only see light come upon, 
you know, humanity through God's word. I want to make sure that's, that's important, right? Uh, now, I have some applications. Do, 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 do. Yeah, we got, <clears throat> it says here, application, list one area in which you are wrestling with a decision. I think most of us have a decision somewhere some, in the back of our mind, something in our hearts that we've been struggling with. So think about that area. Think about that uh, decision that you're wrestling with. And we want to make sure that there are, our answer is uh, solved by one of these three things. Is it in God's sovereign will when we're going to make a decision? Is it in His will? God's commanded will? And maybe a third one. I don't know which. Maybe you're, you're there. You're like, I don't know which one. Maybe I'm stuck. I don't know if it's God's will, His sovereign will, that, you know, whatever it is that I, I need to do, uh, maybe a new job. Um, you know, it's a God's will for my life. And... I have a couple of passages. Let's look at God's sovereign will for a second. Let's go to Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6. Very famous passage. I'll read it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your path. Now, we struggle with so many decision-making in our lives. Life is about decisions, right? Make a, you know, make a decision, you make and an outcome come, comes out of it, whether a good one or a bad one. Sometimes we're stuck with a decision. We just don't know. But I love that. The writer of Proverbs says, do not lean on your own understanding. It's a, almost submissive. It's almost submitting to God. It's almost pleading with Him. What is the right answer here? Why do I need to do? Where do I need to go? I think that in every step of our lives, that should be our heart. To submit ourselves to Him in everything. Prior to making any Irrational judgments. In verse 6, it says, In all your ways acknowledge Him. Keep Him present in your heart. Keep Him in the first mo- for, for, foremost thoughts. Even when you wake, when, until you sleep. And the promises, and He will make straight your path. And what about the moments there of silence of God, right? Sometimes who... Of the waiting, right? Waiting in God. That's the difficult one, I think. <laughs> to wait on Him. Where you don't see a yes or a no, and you're like, oh, come on, you know. And you wrestle with that, and you're pleading with Him. But knowing that He's at work continuously. He's a good God, and He cares for us. And that's how He guides us sometimes. Please do. When I was about... <laughs> Mike is like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. 100%. I have something similar to that. This week I was struggling with contentment. So 
I work at a bank, and I see a lot of money. Saw a lot of millionaires, billionaires, you name it, especially in the area that I work at. And you know, Christina and I, my wife, were making you know some sacrifices. She's going part time because she's pregnant, and we want to have her have a more time with the kids. And here in my head, I'm like, you know, typical man trying to fix things right quickly. Like I need to make more money. I need to make more money. I need to make more money. I need to, you know, and I'm hustling at work and I'm trying and I'm this and here and that. And I'm struggling and, and praying to the Lord and Lord, but I, I you know, I, I want to provide, but I, I hate the feeling that I have now that it's up to me. Guide me, help me. And I was, I was at praying. I, I read this passage in Hebrews 13.5. It reads, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, check this out, this is the promise. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Immediately, God's word took away my burden. Immediately. And I felt him guiding me through his word. All I have to do is believe in that promise. That he has taken me this far, he will continue to do so. God's word. That's God's word for us. Osborne? <laughs> I think they have a bunch of crooks. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Let us go to John fifteen ten real quick. And this is God's commanded will over our lives. Fifteen ten. John fifteen ten. That's simple, I think. Um, you know, that's God's commanded will for us as Christians. And there's times that we need to adhere to that. I mean, all the time, adhere to that when making a decision. Sometimes uh, the best decision is just going to God's word, seeing what he commands. And sometimes we find the answer there, right? Sometimes we find the answer just right there in Scripture. Here's what God commands. Sometimes it, uh, it's an ethical decision. Right? And we were like, oh, what should I do? It's kind of a gray area. Well, go to God's word. What does he tell you? I think that's important. And sometimes we're, we're unsure which one, right? Sometimes it's, it's a God's will, sovereign will, so it's his commanded will. Let's go to James 1.5. When we are unsure, James 1.5, another famous passage. Yeah, ask him. Pray, like you were saying. And knowing that the Holy Spirit is in us, right? We have John 16, 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. All truth. So whenever you feel that you have a decision, important decision in your life, know that God is ever-present, ready to guide you into all truth. Amen? Amen? Any concerns, any questions, comments? Anybody else? And that's another wor- a way of God uh, guidance is godly con- counsel, right? The church. Some, we have men and women of God who have wisdom. God has granted them 
bit of gr more grace in that sense of wisdom, the insight, insight. enlightened. enlightened. Uh, you know, you also experience. They've gone through that. They've been there, done that. And they might have uh, insight. I think that's also crucial. But if you find yourself there, God has provided plenty, plenty for us to seek, seek truth. Help my unbelief, absolutely. Mark 9, right? Mark 9, 24, the father of that young boy says, help my unbelief. You know, and, and Christ was satisfied in that, right? He was, you know, asking for faith. That's a sign of faith too, right? That's a sign of revival in your heart when you were like seeking faith, right? Lord, give me faith. I don't believe this now. I, help me, right? That's uh, the Holy Spirit of uh, talking to us. Amen. I think with that said, I think we're done. They gave me a small little, if you have anything else to add, Please, we still got about eight more minutes. Kirk? Mm -hmm. One. Also, I saw a whole lot of. Uh, <laughs> woo! Man. I got five minutes. <laughs> man. Yeah, man. Uh, great point, Kirk. <laughs> you want to you come up and uh, she lead next time, man? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And also, you got, you got, you have to believe in the promises that whoever he who started the good work in you will finish it. You know, for us believers, Christ died for our every single sin. Repent. First John, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's funny for us, absolutely, and for us believers, you know, when we really wrap our, our minds around it, we, we go theology, we go to doctrine, we go, it's impossible for humanity to make it. And what Christ said was to, you know, to that young, rich ruler, what's impossible for man is possible for God. He laid it all there. All things are possible for him. Even our sinless nature, making sinners, making them righteous. And he calls us holy. And he calls us a holy nation. And when I look at myself, man, I'm far from it. How is he possible? How is he calling me holy? But he sees me through the lens of Christ. The last Adam. Who died for me. You know, my sins are... He says he doesn't remember my sins no more. Thrown outcasted through the two, to the deep of the ocean. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Absolutely. And we have to also see, you know, their fruits, right? Will, will tell you a lot, whether they're believers or not. Uh, that's, those, are, those are the ones that we don't see the heart. I'm not, that's where I don't really judge that sense. Um, you know, we may have believers here coming every, or people that come here every Sunday, you know, they not be believers at all. Well, that's not to me to say that, but, um, but we know through God's word that he's
capable, able, and wanting to rescue sinners into his kingdom. And he does it in a way that he rescues the worst and the worst. So back to your point. Back to your point. Mysterious. I mean, yeah, he does it. I mean, he, he just does it. Right? Any, any other? No? That's it? I think we got one minute. That's it. We pray. Can we end? Troy, you got anything for us? You're so quiet back there, but you're always ever insightful. You always bring some insight there, man. Love you, man. Would you lead us uh, out of prayer? If you don't mind? No, well, let's pray and just lead us out of the session, I guess. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters.